Welcome to Let's Wrestle Podcast with Dan and Nico. I'm Nico. This is Dan. Shit, that's it forever. <laughs> and we're ready to talk about this past week in wrestling and some other things and have a little bit of fun. Uh, we're switching it up this week. This is going to be just a one episode a week, which thank fucking God. I feel like we were just putting out too many episodes a week. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense in my own head. But we did it. Lessons were learned. We're going to continue forward. I'm going to let Dan take over. I'm not going to lie. I did not catch a lot of uh, wrestling this week. I was very busy. Uh, but I did catch all of AEW because they're worth it, unfortunately. Well, they're always worth it. It's always great to be to have a wrestling that's worth watching. Even if this week wasn't the best week uh, for AEW, I don't think. Um, they've had better weeks. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get it, get it kicked started. Uh, Dan, what happened? Well, Nico, thank you for the great transition as always. Um, I just like to say this episode almost didn't happen. We were having some technical issues, but we are here to yeah, provide you. Fucking Craig. But uh, we are here to provide you with the news, the rumors, all the good shit. Uh, but for knows. WWE, though, I mean, <laughs> it hasn't been um, a very eventful WWE, like as far as in the ring, since, uh, you know, a lot of their guys are, it feels like they're not on the show or something's going on with them. At least they're top stars. Uh, so we have to settle for some other shit. But on Monday Night Raw, we had a couple interesting things that happened, starting with Veer Mahan. Who actually beat Rey Mysterio in a uh, felt like a squash match, uh, if you can believe that. It was like three or four minutes of a match, um, and I actually like what I've been seeing out of Veer Mahan. Uh, what do you what do you think of him so far, and the fact that he just beat Rey Mysterio, a former world champion, in like three or four minutes? I mean, you could have gotten up to take a piss real quick, came back. <laughs> And the match is about to end or it's over already. Um, I think you're giving WWE too much credit with Rey Mysterio. Like, yeah, he's a former world champion, but they don't care. Uh, I can't count how many times he's lost so quickly um, since he's been back. Uh, especially with the Samoa Joe stuff that was happening when they were flip-flopping the fucking United States title. Or whatever title was being held at that point. Um, but I like Birmahan. Um, I actually enjoy watching him. They they had the right people around him because Ray's gonna sell it like a million bucks. Dominic actually sells pretty nicely. I, I I don't know about I don't know how you feel about Dominic, but I like what he does in the ring. He just needs to to bulk up just a little bit. Look look a little bit like a wrestler, brother. But I mean, unless like a that, like a fucking I, I heard it before. It was a Best Buy. Um, worker that's what he looks like oh calm Apparently. down get those goggles off buddy but uh um, he's not he's not terrible but uh um, you know, he's, he's, he's still green and you know he should be still green i mean most people his age are still you know green like that but um yeah yeah i mean i, I don't know why i was expecting more of a competitive match from ray mysterio but you're right on that he uh even though he shouldn't he hasn't been booked very well, even with the whole team stuff with uh, Dominic or whatever. But uh, anyways, moving on to 
some greener pastures. We have um, Montez Ford. I wanted to bring this up, man. He uh, he did lose this week um, to Jimmy Uso, but uh, dude, I mean, he was walking to that ring or kind of jogging to that ring with uh, some intensity in his eyes. Um, dude, Montez Ford, he's fucking ready. Like you talked about him before coming back with a a better physique uh, when he took some time off, but um, dude, he's fucking ready, man. I don't think he's ready. Um, he's he's definitely the star of the group, but I don't know if he's quite ready yet. Probably like more singles matches, more like he's. I guess he's ready for a start. He's ready for single star. Like he's. I was gonna say single star matches. Um, that would be terrible. But uh, he's ready to be like on his own. Not saying world champion. Not saying all that. I'm saying like he could be on his own if that's what they ended up doing. I don't want them to do that right now. But um, but he could. He'd survive. Yeah, and um, who knows what they'll do? Um, it could be. If they do um, put them in singles in the future, it could be more or less like a New Day type of thing where they don't really get rid of Dawkins. Like, they're still friends while he goes off to do singles to shit. You know? that Yeah, that could work. I don't I don't want to see Dawkins on his own right now because he would not make it, I feel. No. Uh, at least not right he'd, now. He'd flounder real bad. But I still see something in him and um, maybe not as great as Montez Ford, but but yeah, uh, just wanted Montez to Ford. bring that up because he's um, he's on the call, no, man. Ford. He's he's getting there. He's definitely getting there. But uh, only time will tell. But yeah, not bad. So moving on to some other news here, uh, we had a tag team match that would add two more people. Uh, depending on who who won the match, they would be added to the Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's briefcase. Um, and that was Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan, uh, who qualified. They beat, uh, Dewdrop and Nikki Ass. Um, <laughs> now, so they, they've been added to the match. And as we know now, we've known that Lacey Evans is going to be on it also from the SmackDown side, who was just on Raw, I believe, like a couple weeks ago. But let's just forget if that ever happened, right? Um, or let's just forget the fact that she was a, annoying heel hated everybody called everybody nasties and now we're just supposed to like love her because she fucking has has a backstory which is great and all but like i don't know it's just all corny to me but and that's that's nitpicking a little bit like we're supposed to forget that she was i mean that happens all the time in wrestling i know like, but <sighs> that that's what? just complaining to complain she, but she should have a reason. Give us a reason, like why she feels this why? way now. Obviously, she always had the story behind why her. Should, why? Why did we need a reason? Like her past character sucked, anyways. No one cared about her past character. Well, don't completely like bury she, what you've done in the past. Is all I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't. I, I don't think it matters, to Lacey Evans, because she wasn't. Even, she wasn't even anybody to care about before. So why do I care that they? <laughs> why, why do I care that she got rid of her old shitty character? I don't care about Lacey Evans. I don't even care about her now. You know what? I don't want to talk about this <laughs> this this garbage um of Lacey Evans, but the other person um talking about greener pastures, Raquel Gonzalez has also been added to that 
ladder match, which could be interesting. Do you think she so, wins the briefcase? Do you think there's a chance? No, <laughs> but I do like the idea of Raquel being in this match. I don't see her winning the briefcase. Um, I think what would what, be what there's three spots remaining. Um, from what I no, there's four, at. buddy. There's four. No, there's three. Well, there's so we got Raquel, Alexa, Liv, uh-huh. and yeah. Lacey Evans. Yeah, they're gonna have seven. Are they? That's what I see. Like everyone, I look at the at the um, the graphic of the Money in the Bank. There's three shadows. Uh-huh. There's three vacant characters there. I see. Uh, not, they haven't been unlocked yet. Is that right. the same thing for the men? I think so. I, I haven't looked at that one. I didn't look at that graphic. I just looked at the women's because I feel like there's more women in the Money Three match than there are men. Um, but um, yeah, I saw that there were seven spots, so I think there's only three spots remaining, and I think that two of those three spots are going to go to Becky and Asuka. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like we can talk about them a little bit because I know. Their story is kind of progressing, you know. Becky, the crazy fucking um, has been, once was. I'm not saying that she really is a has been, but that's like the character she's playing. Like she once was the world champion. She's trying to be that world champion again, but then she's down on her luck. And Oscar's just coming in, Connor, bitch ass baby crier. That's basically all Oscar is doing at this point, just calling Becky a bitch ass baby crier. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I like the shit that Becky's doing. And actually, now that you bring it up, um, she was going to have that match with Dana Brooke, but then she beat her ass. And then she said, give me a mic. She actually said, she said something about her being in the match, um, getting it, you know, getting the briefcase. She said the last time she was in it, um, she got screwed or something like that. And then when Alexa Bliss comes out after that segment, Box past Becky Lynch down the ramp. They then show like a flashback of 2018, the last time Becky was in a uh, Money in the Bank, where Alexa actually threw her off the ladder, and then Alexa won the briefcase. So, um, yeah, I think Becky is going to be in the match now that I think of it. So, yeah, and uh, maybe and Oscar. I feel like Oscar and they'll throw Oscar. Because, yeah, because Oscar won it last year, no. Yeah, and um, and well, yeah, she won that ridiculous. Well, she won the COVID one. Um, it was fun. You can call it ridiculous. You can call it cheesy. You can call it shitty. I liked it because it was fun. There wasn't much on TV that was good those those days, man. But uh, we don't hey, talk man. about those days. Um, I like to talk but, about some of those. But I mean, anyways, in this situation though, uh, Oscar's definitely getting thrown in there. And now it makes sense that there are seven because SmackDown has a shitty division and you don't want to yeah. throw in another, you know, person. You're already throwing Lacey Evans in there. You, That's already horrible. You don't want to throw in two more shitty people. Just one more. But who could it be? Like, who um, is going to be in there? Who could it I be? I was hoping Shayna, but she lost to Raquel unless they do some kind of maybe. It's probably going to be Shotzi. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Shotzi. God. She's the only other one that, like, they're showing or, like, putting her out there more. Because mm-hmm. Aaliyah's trash. She's like uh, young uh, Maria Canellis, like that dumb character, like, I'm oblivious to everything. So, 
Anyways, to the last spot, though, I don't know who they're going to put. I wish it would be Shayna, but it's probably going to be Shotzi, and nobody wants to see that. Um, Man, maybe they'll give it to Becky. Who knows? There's three spots. What are you talking about? No, I'm saying, like, I'm thinking that Becky's going to oh, win the, the match. Spot. I thought you were talking about the last spot. Oh, like, actually win the match? Now we're talking about yeah. winners? Yeah. When the uh, fuck saying... start talking about winners? I mean, it's not like the third person from SmackDown is going to win it, whoever that's going to be. Yeah, if I think about it, um, it could be Becky. It could be Becky, and she could fuck over Asuka or Liv. Or, it it is going to be Shotzi because Natalia has the Ronda Rousey match, and yeah. Raquel's already in, Lacey Evans is already in. Naomi and Sasha are gone, and who else? I mean, is on the roster, and it's it's gonna be either Aaliyah, Shotzi, or and Shayna already lost her match, so it's probably gonna be Shotzi, or maybe Aaliyah yeah. will roll up Shotzi, she'll get super mad, and then Aaliyah will qualify somehow, like being the wild card. But or or they'll lock someone in the in the back again. They'll they'll win by default. And then makes it in there. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so stupid. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, we had um, the Judgment Day. Yes. Um, who were finally revealed as being equal to each other. And oh. they felt that they had to do that because Edge, the way that Edge taught them, uh, was then he was starting to contradict himself uh, with what he was teaching. Some bullshit along those lines. But... All three of them are equal. They were standing right next to each other. Nobody was ahead of anybody. Yeah. Uh, they did like a backstage promo uh, to Bianca, who was in the ring, as they promote that match between her and Ripley at Money in the mm-hmm. Bank. So what do you think of the Judgment Day now? Uh, I did. I The promos with Edge were better. I wish that Finn was actually the fucking leader. He deserves to be the leader. He's yeah. been doing this longer. Um, and, but I did like the, the promo between, like going the back and forth between Rhea and Bianca Belair. We've seen this match before. If you followed them in NXT. Um, yes. But now it's on a grander scale and it's the roles are reversed. And honestly, this is a match where it's like, fuck, I don't know who could go for it. Like, they, this could be something, a start of, a, of an ongoing story between the two of them. Um, definitely going into SummerSlam. Um, but this actually could, this is the, the closest since she's lost the belt that Rhea's been to the title that I feel like it's a very, very possible, it's very possible for her to actually win it. And that's, that, that makes me excited for it. Yeah, and let me tell you something, Nico. This rivalry back in NXT was a great rivalry, and they had great matches, but if you told me back then that Bianca Belair would surpass Rhea Ripley, mm. I'd be your, I'd say you're fucking joking, man. Honestly, you're out of your I, damn mind. I can't agree with you anymore because, fuck, dude, like, I can't believe because I mean Rio was already a champion. She's already been women's champion, but she was only champion for so long, and it was during the pandemic era, and she lost yeah. it like soon after, dude. It sucks, but I mean, she was there. And, she had it. And I'll say this: I did not, and I repeat, I did not believe in Bianca Belair. 
I know you didn't. I, I, I dug her. I dug what she was doing. Um, but I, I was mad I she won the Rumble when she did. <laughs> Which turned out to be great. Because both... Uh, ah, she didn't, when did she win the Rumble? Was it this year? It was previous year, right? That was uh, 2020. The year that Edge won it. Okay, that was a... Uh, that was great. I, oh, I actually, not, not 2020. I'm sorry. That uh, 2021. What? Yeah, Who because 2020 was still was when Drew won because that was the COVID mania. 2020 was the COVID mania. Oh, this is when Charlotte won. Yeah, so the next year was inside the Thunderdome or whatever the fuck. And Bianca won that one the same night that Christian yes. came back, all that bullshit. Yeah, so go on. That was some good shit, bro. I mean, think about it. Bianca, since coming up, she's won the Women's Championship at at both her WrestleManias that she's been in. So, yeah, like so far between the two, Bianca has had a better run. But I think finally Rhea's going to get hers. Because honestly, I've been, ever since I saw Rhea in one of the first um, women's rumble matches I have been just like, Oh, like this chick, she looks fucking amazing. She's going to, she's, I, I thought she was going to be something, especially when I saw how big she was. I was like, damn, she's going to go against Charlotte. She can go against Charlotte. She can, that's going to be fucking money. Well, Unfortunately that match sucked, but still it was during the pandemic. So I thought that match was good. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, dude, without the crowd, especially at that point, like they didn't have it right. Like they just had it in an empty arena. Like some of those matches were great. Don't get me wrong, but like that—that that was match, the best match on the card, brother. I don't know, dude. I don't know. When was I that? Night was, one or night two? I believe it was night one. And dude, um, actually, both the fucking um, pre-recorded matches did better. And everything on those on those things. I I'd rather watch those back than watch that whole WrestleMania back. I know you're not counting the Fiend and John Cena being a match. Uh yeah, I would count that as a match because it was entertaining as fuck. So I don't care. That was more like a cinematic match. I know that's what I said. But it's not a match. The take. Did they count a winner? Was there a winner from it? It, it looked like fucking Cena was on acid the whole time. And that's a match. He took acid before the match, and we were in his mind, so it was great. Fuck that. The Taker and Styles match was more like a match because, you know, we've seen shit like that, but we had never seen anything like that Fiend match. I mean, come and on. What, exactly. It's never been done again because it only needed to be done. And once. it never will again because only that person in that time could have pulled it off i felt like i feel like it It was so great i i enjoyed that portion of the fucking wrestlemania that year it was really hard to get into that wrestlemania i mean i'm sure you counted the swamp match he did too as a as a match at that point i was getting so annoyed i mean it was a match but i didn't like that one it was definitely not a match Um, a match there's a winner and a loser well, actually, that one kind of ended in a draw or some weird way, but it was a match. I, I don't want to be reminded of. I don't want to be reminded of what happened in that match. But um, Balor definitely should have been the leader of Judgment Day. Um, Back to it. <laughs> Rhea Ripley is kind of 
Everybody's gonna get hers. Um, but I mean, dude, I mean, I, I felt like she was gonna be more successful with Edge there. Like that shit was great. And then I liked when we thought that Battler was gonna be the leader. But now I'm not so sure that this is gonna work out because Priest is a mid card guy at best, and Balor is has been treated like a mid card guy at best. So but should be a mid eventer. Yeah, but how is he gonna get treated, especially when he's with another dude I who think is mid card be, at best? I think this is gonna be the best thing for Finn. Because he finally gets to be a heel on the main roster. Because, yeah, the whole time he was in WWE, he was a f- babyface. But when he went back to NXT and he was a heel, that shit was fucking amazing. Everyone talks shit about Finn's fucking promo skills. He's he wasn't really a heel, though. He, when he first started, yes. Because he turned on he Johnny was... Gargano. Well, yeah, but then, like, as maybe as just a short time. On, but he was a heel, though. He would just say yeah. shit that was true. He he was cocky. If you liked him, you liked him. If you hated him, you hated him. But he did the same thing when he came back to SmackDown with Roman. He was just talking shit, but he yeah, was more like a baby. Same. Yeah, it was how, more of a baby face thing. Because they put him with Roman right away, and it just completely killed any any momentum there. I mean, yeah, well, they didn't book it right. I'm just saying the way they booked it in NXT and just, he was a heel cause he was going against the baby face in terms of that one. That was a baby face heel match. Um, okay. But now he gets to be a heel in WWE. And I feel like that's going to make it better for his promos. Cause he's going to do better. They haven't, they haven't used them since well, they brought him to the roster up until now, like up until and- this recent judgment day. And I have no faith that this will um, go anywhere. We'll see, man. We'll see. I just want to uh, see we'll how see what, we it. We'll, we'll see what happens with uh, the Judgment Day there. It's been interesting to see, and we'll see what Edge does when he comes back. Um, and moving on to the main event of Raw, of this uh, show. Uh, oh, we watched two and a half hours, two hours and 45 minutes to get to this. The moment we had all been waiting for all night, Bobby Lashley and Theory in a pose-off. The first ever inaugural pose-off. This was rigged, bro. This was rigged. I'll tell you that right now. They had the baby oil going. They were ready to go. They were flexing their muscles. And the the same thing happened that I you know knew would happen. Um, basically, Bobby won. Theory got mad. Fucked him up and ended the show. Or he threw like baby oil on him. And then basically that was it. They ended with Theory posing on top of that fucking. Where they were posing or whatever. Uh, taking selfies with the US title. Uh, and it's important to note that in a backstage promo. Theory actually mentioned uh, that later in the future. 20 years from now. They're going to be talking about Austin Theory's uh 20-year, you know, anniversary, and it's going to be way better than John Cena's 20th anniversary uh, show or whatever the fuck they're going to do for him. Um, So, again, they are hinting at a Austin Theory and John Cena match, as I suspected, Um, and I think it's going to happen at SummerSlam and will be set up when John Cena makes an appearance at the end of this month. What do you think of that and this main event that we saw with Theory main losing? Event. 
Okay. Man event was trash. I don't know why they ended it with that. Um, I like theory. I don't. I get why they did this, but I don't see why it was the main event. Should have been like one of the opening shit, or like mid, mid, uh, mid programming shit, like the the start of the third hour or something. Like it did not deserve to be the main event. Anyways, besides that, um, I just don't know how they're gonna get to the John Cena deal. Like, what are they gonna do at Money in the Bank between him and Bobby Lashley? Like, Bobby gonna lose? How is he gonna lose? Is he just gonna lose because Austin Theory does something dirty, and then he's just gonna give up and be like, "Oh well, that's fine," and then go somewhere else? Because I mean, SummerSlam's like right around the corner. It's like right. It's next. It's next after Money in the Bank, I think. Um, they might have like some pay per view in between that, like a small one, like two weeks after fucking Money in the Bank. How they always fucking do shit. But I just don't know how they're gonna move from this to John Cena. I'm sure it's gonna happen because even John Cena has been kind of hinting at it. Um, I saw some like Q and A, like fast kind of thing that he did on like a reel, and he kept he brought up Austin Theory's name a couple times. So, I just don't know how they're going to get to it. That makes sense. They'll find a way, somehow, some way. I mean, yeah, um, it doesn't have to make sense to them. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, at, at the end of the day, everybody knows this is all bullshit. So, uh, they're going to find a way to do it. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> that was basically all of Raw. Which was pretty hard to get through. Um, then we get to SmackDown. Not any better, if I'm being honest, besides yeah. the main event, which we'll talk about. But uh, uh, just want to kick it off really quick with a Shanky, who is uh, Jinder Mahal's uh, lackey or whatever. Um, his new gimmick, uh, have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. So I've basically... So basically, he's like dancing um, behind Jinder Mahal while his music's playing. They caught him uh, in the locker room jamming to the song and dancing or whatever the <laughs> fuck. And then he's dancing with uh, Ricochet's girlfriend, the announcer. Oh, that's Ricochet's Rick- girlfriend? That's Ricochet's real life girlfriend. Well, so Shane's going to be his girlfriend in the song. Shane's going to take her. Yeah, because he's down pretty bad. I mean, he just lost his Intercontinental title. Now they're stealing his girl uh, on live television. So he's down pretty bad right now. It's but um, when, uh... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> all right. Um, but Jinder Mahal, you know, he's getting mad at it, but they're still a team. They're getting a pop. I like it. I like it. But uh, we'll see where that goes. Um it's, it's- it's funny as fuck, dude. I I did not like it at first. I thought it was stupid as fuck. And I think it was like the second or third week I saw it. Maybe the second week. Because I feel like this is like the third week that it's been around. Um, Really. But I think it was last week when they won. And it was the second time he danced with the with the chick. Uh, the, announce, the announcer. And um, this time she started dancing with him. I was just cracking up. I was like, "Damn, you know, this is pretty damn entertaining." And like, yeah. it's it's not anything to be taken seriously, but it it's it's a fun little break. It, it's it's cool. I just don't like that they're using the Los Lotarios um, 
the way they are. I, I don't like their gimmick too much either, but I want them to be more prominent, and that's just me being Hispanic and wanting, you know, the Mexican team to be the fucking, like, badasses. So that's my only take. I get that. I get that, man. Um, yeah, it's it's a fun little thing. Uh, I actually been enjoying it for what it is. Um, but uh, moving on, we had a last laugh match between Baron Corbin and Madcap. And man, I was just what? waiting for the last laugh. I didn't catch that though. Like I didn't catch that match. But like, what what did that mean? The last laugh match was just just like a regular singles match. Like, what the fuck was it? Yeah, it was a regular singles match, but oh, wow. basically the winner gets the last laugh, and then at the end, Madcap laughed at him as he laid there because uh, Madcap picked up the win. It was what it was of a match, just like not any better, not any worse than the matches that they've had. Uh, but what was interesting, though, that came out of this match was uh, Corbin being upset, uh, talking shit to Pat McAfee after the match, telling him, like, you know, you've been calling me bum-ass Corbin before I won the lottery, and even now. And he told him, you know, if you keep running your mouth, basically I'm going to come over here and I'm going to I'm gonna fuck your shit up. Mm-hmm. And um, then he, as he was walking away, Pat McAfee was like, I got to say something, and then gets a mic, calls him bum-ass Corbin, gets the people to chant it or whatever. Um and then basically he gets the whole crowd to laugh at Corbin and everyone <laughs> starts laughing at him. He starts, doesn't do anything about it. He just starts walking away like all, you know, like, damn, everybody's laughing at me. Uh, and then the New Day. Yeah. And then the New Day comes out and they laugh at him as they walk to the ring. <laughs> and he just, they both laugh at him. And then, um, <laughs> It was it was fun to see, um, but Madcap though is moving on from this uh, rivalry, and Baron Corbin is moving over to Pat McAfee. It feels like for a potential. I'm thinking SummerSlam match. What do you think of Pat McAfee once again getting back in the ring? Let's go, Pat. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking down, dude. Pat McAfee. I don't know. Um, it was recently I messaged you randomly. And was like, dang, like I can't believe how good Pat McAfee has been in the ring like the times that we've seen him he's just been phenomenal it's almost crazy like there's just like this new echelon of celebrity and i'll call him a celebrity i don't give a fuck who right. actually did something took it seriously and he's having great matches yeah like granted he's having great matches against people that are pretty good um i mean adam cole baby and um siri that was a great match at wrestlemania that was fucking Awesome to see. Um, the Vince McMahon stuff, not so much, but it was still fun. Um, anyways, it's dope what Pat McAfee is doing, and it's crazy what these celebrities are doing now. I mean, look at Bad Bunny. That shit was crazy. I didn't think he was going to be any good. And that was fucking awesome, too. Well, so. they, it, they definitely have been doing good. But we could have a whole debate as far as whether that's good or bad for the business. But um, that you know somebody could just come in and do it so easily. Uh, it feels like. But um, that Logan Paul, they need to give him and Jake Paul some some money over there because they uh they fucking get it. 
Dude, yeah, Logan Paul, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, these celebrities, these newer celebrities, because there's been celebrity matches in the past. It's not the first. These aren't the first celebrity matches we've seen, but these are the first celebrity matches where it's like, damn, mm-hmm. these people actually get it. They want it. Dude, and Logan Paul's going to be on WWE 2K22 coming up in a DLC pack uh, over this next month. No, I'm, I'm not going to buy that. But well, I you don't see it. Bad Bunny on DLC packs. You see Logan Paul. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care about Bad Bunny. <laughs> well, the fuck? I just thought that was interesting to bring up. But um, oh, yeah, okay. man, <laughs> they've done a great job. They've done a great job. Um, and I'm excited to see Pat McAfee in the ring again. Uh, <laughs> should be great against yeah, Corbin. Should be fun to watch. But uh, moving on, uh, we had um, Drew and Sheamus uh, after their fight last week. They have officially both been announced for the Money in the Bank ladder match. We got Rollins in the match. Um, So what did you think of that? And do you think any of these three are potential winners? I think Rollins is the potential winner. I think at this point, it's just like... Who's, I don't even care who's going to be Who could be in it, though? Okay, so we have three people. That means there's four more spots. Have they announced any matches that you know of? Actually, I don't even mm. keep up with that shit. Not um, that I've heard of, man. And I think it is going to be Rollins. I think Madcap will be added on to the Money in the Bank match within the next couple weeks. Yeah, they'll announce something closer, but um, I think you're right. I think it is going to be Rollins in that match, and um, it'll be inter- interesting to see where they go with this with Cody and Roman being in that equation at some point. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts on that? Um, those news, I don't really have much to say about that, to be honest. I'm just trying to think who else could be added into it. I think they might even add... Um, um, so it won't be bad no, not bad. It could be Balor. Balor could be added. No, but he's not the leader no more. So I feel like if they're going to add Balor, they should add Priest since they're all equal, right? I mean, why would they only add one if they're not equal? Well, because they have to have qualifying matches. Maybe Priest loses his. It's an easy fix, buddy. You're thinking too much. You're, you're, you just want to hate on it so much that you just I don't mean, want it to make just, any sense. It just doesn't make so any it, sense. It, but, there's um, easy ways to make it make sense. <laughs> well, I don't know. But this match, Robin should win it, it feels like. I mean, I can't think of anybody else. And if we honestly can't think of anybody else right now, then nobody else deserves to win. The way I see it. I think they'll probably add Chad Gable to the match, too. He's not going to win, buddy. I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm just saying they're going to add him. You just keep holding to on to this Chad Gable dream, and it's not going to happen, buddy. Hey, man, he was tag team champion. Maybe in go- your... It can turn into United States champion eventually. Maybe in your 2K universe it can happen, but it's why, not happening why, here, buddy. Why did they have him beat... Uh, um, I can't even remember his name right now. It's so irrelevant. Uh, Mustafa Ali in two seconds. Actually, I thought their match was actually pretty fun to watch. But... um. I don't really want to talk about their match because it meant nothing. It Maybe really... they're going to feed them, feed Gable and Otis to the Usos so they want to make them look credible. But they're heels. 
Hey, does it matter at this point? Tony Khan says that baby faces and heels hey, don't hey, matter. Wait. Why are you bringing up Tony Khan and WWE? Do you mean Nick Khan? I know I'm talking about Tony Khan, but I'm okay. It was just well, then you it must just... be mistaken because this is not AEW. This is WWE. Okay, where heels and faces don't. Okay, I don't know what's going on with that. But Tony Khan does <laughs> says it shouldn't matter in wrestling. That's that's all I'm saying. I don't care what Tony Khan says. He's a he's a fucking crackhead, dude. Fuck him. Well, well, I don't know what's gonna happen with this, but uh, this is a good opportunity to segue over to the main event because Roman Reigns could be potentially involved in Rollins winning the Money in the Bank ladder match here uh, at some point, and honestly. Roman, I don't see him losing. Um, you know, if you're gonna have a year where they have an unsuccessful cash in, this is a perfect year for it because Roman Reigns should not lose the titles uh to anybody but Cody at this point. Nope. So I'm sorry. Nah, they're gonna switch it. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Um I've been hearing things. Well, well Cody's people's... not going to come in until possibly the Royal Rumble. And if this is the year that Roman goes against The Rock at Mania, like I said this past week, if you didn't hear it, you're going to hear it now. I think Rollins will beat Roman for the for the belt because of the cat because of a cash in, and Cody will come back during the Royal Rumble. Roman is going to be in a program with fucking The Rock if that happens, going to Mania. And at Mania, it'll be Rollins, Seth, four. For the title. Oh, but we want Cody and Roman. Ain't going to happen. If, it, if, if, if the events turn out like that, if The Rock is actually going to face Roman at Mania, then they're going to switch it to Rollins and Cody. I swear. I, I, I think that's what they'll do. Because they're not going to give up the opportunity to have Roman versus The Rock for Cody Rhodes. It's not going to happen. That's a great point you bring up, but uh, that's just not what we want to see, buddy. We want to see well, Cody and Roman. Well, then blame Cody for for tearing his pectoral muscle. You can't blame that man. He fucked it up. You can't blame that man after what he did. did well, for you can't people. blame WWE if you don't get what you want at this point. Well. We'll revisit this as we get closer <laughs> to when that will happen. But Roman Reigns um, defended the Universal Undisputed, whatever the fuck you want to call it, title uh, for the first time. time. Yes, very uh, 24-7, 7-11. Um, <laughs> whatever what you want to call it. But Roman Reigns defended it for the first time since WrestleMania um, against Riddle who's been hot lately, uh, fighting for the honor of his good buddy, Randy Orton, who he loves very much. And honestly, man, I thought it was a great match. Um, But we all knew. Dude, the finish, the spear, midair, that was Mm -hmm. fucking beautiful. Um, And dude, Roman Reigns, the inevitable, uh, wins the match. And uh, before we talk about what happened after that, what did you think of Riddle and Roman Reigns over what you saw? It was, it was a great match, man. What I, what I saw was it was halfway through the match at that point. 
Um, but yeah, dude, like you said, that finish was fucking awesome. Like we see some spears, man, but that was a great spear. And Riddle sold it well. Uh, he's fucking great. Uh, but I guess now, which what we heard on Monday night was that if Riddle lost this match, he would not get another uh, chance at the titles as long as Roman Reigns is the champion. Um, so that's the end of that. I guess he's not going to win the money in the bank after all. So I'm, you know, leaning towards Seth Rollins now more. But um, after the match, you'd be surprised to find out that he had Minneapolis, Minnesota acknowledge him. And then we hear the music of the beast, Brock Lesnar, who is back um, in his hometown with the cowboy hat on, gets to the ring. Uh, has a face-off with Roman. Usos are crapping their pants right behind Roman. And he goes up, you know, he goes, like, to shake his hand. And Roman's like, okay, I guess, you know. And I'm surprised Roman's gonna, you know, genuinely shake his hand, it, it seems mm-hmm. like. And he fucking, he did, like, what he did to John Cena the first night he came back. He fucking F-fired him um, in the middle of the ring. And then he... Planet uh fucking the Usos, each of them individually with an F five. Um, so it looks like which was actually announced, I'm not sure if you saw it, but they announced it after the show or whenever they did, um that we are gonna see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns once again at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam SummerSlam. Okay. So you didn't know this? Idea. I didn't know it was at SummerSlam. Um yes. I figured it would be. It makes sense, um, but because because Roman wasn't scheduled for Money in the Bank, I think I think that this match only happened maybe as quick as it did um, because actually I heard that Randy Orton's injury or time off TV, not planned time off TV. I think at one point it might have been a little bit, but he's legitimately injured and it's not looking good on his timetable to, t- to come back because I think the original plan was to have Roman versus Orton at SummerSlam. Right. Or Cody. So, well, I mean, there's so much shit that went on. <laughs> like, uh, I would have liked that Cody match also. If Cody was still here, I think he would have won Money in the Bank, cashed in, but, but you know, did the whole, like, I'm going to challenge you at SummerSlam bullshit, whatever the fuck. Right. Yes, but, um, yeah. We're going to get Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Chapter 5, Chapter 7, 9. I don't fucking know. There's been a lot of matches. But I'm down for it, dude. They, I feel like they can redeem themselves a little bit from the WrestleMania match because the WrestleMania match was a little... The ending was lackluster. It ended like uh, faster than I thought. Um, I remember being like, what? That's it? But... um. Yeah, man. I mean, Actually, uh, talking about Lesnar, Roman. Um, sorry to cut you off a little bit. Um, I rewatched their their first encounter at WrestleMania thirty two and thirty one. Thirty one. Thank you, buddy. Uh, WrestleMania thirty one. And goddamn, bro, they beat the shit out of each other. I forgot that that Brock Lesnar actually got busted up a little bit, like he Roman. Like, popped him in the cheek and stuff, dude. Like, that was a brutal match. Forgot how brutal it was. 
Ah. He, he he busted on him, but uh, it was a great match. <laughs> um, I, that was the heist of the century, as we would uh, live Later to find out. But um, yeah, man, uh, it's gonna be a great match. I feel. I mean, it's it's gonna be you know what it always is. It's it's hyped up. Uh, and what else? What other match could be better at this point with Cody gone and Randy not gonna be in there and I, Bobby's I know, getting. People... People are complaining like Bobby Lashley and, 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 and Roman Reigns at fucking SummerSlam. Like, I, I'm, I've been saying Bobby Lashley to go and be the next uh, contender for the title, but even that match doesn't sound amazing for SummerSlam. But honestly, man, this is not a Bobby issue. I feel like at this point, Roman Reigns, he, he's just gotten to the point where you it's hard to find somebody right now where you're going to believe that there's a chance he loses the titles here because he just got into that point. It's just gotten past to them pushing him. Like he's just on another level, man. And I'm being serious right now. Even on a buildup from like, like like going again to Bobby, like a buildup to a match at SummerSlam between Bobby and fucking Roman Reigns. I mean, Bobby would get demolished on the fucking mic, bro. He can't cut a promo to save his life. And it's this, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it sounds disrespectful because it's true. Honestly, they should have already been building this match, throwing breadcrumbs here and there for a while now where you just feel like kind of maybe Roman fears Bobby or doesn't want to see him in the ring. Like, there should have already been some breadcrumbs thrown here and there. So that we finally get this match at SummerSlam, then I would believe, like, okay, we've been waiting a while for this one. You know, like, we are waiting for it right now, but there hasn't really been any breadcrumbs thrown here and there where we could be like, oh, can't wait for them to finally go at it. That just hasn't happened. No. Do you understand what I'm saying here? We're saying the same thing. Do you understand that we're saying the same thing? Yes, but you didn't really <laughs> break it down that way. Um, but yeah, we're saying the same thing in different ways. But right now, nobody believes that Bobby Lashley is going to beat Roman Reigns. No, I don't think so either. <sighs> Enough talk. It's time for the main event. Just kidding. We're going <laughs> to talk about AEW <laughs> that happened this week. I'm going to go buy it. Uh, so just to bring it up, I don't think this has been the best week for AW. At least in my opinion, the shows were kind of like lackluster, uh, and it and and it kind of sucks because this was supposed to be like it was supposed to be a pay per view style, um, I guess week because of what was it called? Road Rager? Road Hard Rager? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hard Rager. Uh, so it, it, it was supposed to be something special because they don't have pay-per-views every fucking week. Um, but it really wasn't. So we're going to start off with one of the matches that happened on here, which was a hair versus hair match. Actually, this, this started off dynamite, dynamite this week. And I feel like it was a big waste of a match. Yes, it was exciting. It was a good match or whatever. And sometimes like, you see that every single week. At this point, you're almost being... It's almost desensitized. It's like, oh, Dynamite? Oh, they're going to have a very competitive match? Oh, yay. Cool. At least in my eyes. 
Um, and it was like literally a glorified match to have um, who was in the match? Was it Ortiz or am I getting Ortiz? Okay, so Ortiz was it was just a glorified match to have Ortiz get a haircut. Like I honestly wish that they made Jericho cut his hair have been great. That would have been that would have been a great payoff. But of course Jericho's not gonna cut his hair. Ortiz is gonna cut his hair. Ortiz doesn't give a fuck because the match was only made so that they can have blood and guts. So Yay. Ortiz cut his hair. Remember, there's blood and guts later on. That's it. Trash. Okay, it was just a throwaway match at this point. Like, yeah, you had a competitive match, but just fucking throw it away at this point because the stipulation means shit. You know, what about what about you, bro? I'm just gonna rush I, through these. <laughs> I just, I just thought. <laughs> I just thought it was. I'm still laughing at the hard rager uh, pay per view here that we had, <laughs> but uh, uh, dude, it, yeah, like you said, it's a throwaway match. I don't give a shit about Jericho. The, the supposed heels on the show. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it would have been interesting, like you said, to have Jericho lose his hair, but I don't know if Ortiz would have been the right guy to like do that. Could have been another guy, maybe in another feud, we'll see that one day, but um, now nah, yeah, man, it's honestly whatever. I'm not really looking forward to the blood and guts, but I'll I'm gonna watch it, so we'll yeah. see what happens. Speaking of shit. <laughs> This next uh, deal was just as bad. I don't. I don't understand why they did this. Um, we had the Wardlow versus the whole fucking world uh, match happen on this fucking dynamite, and so ba- uh, who was his name? Mark Sterling. Yeah, Mark Sterling and his twenty plaintiffs, which was all the security guards who who got their ass beat by him week by week as the MJF fucking feud was going on. I guess this was their their lawsuit. Their lawsuit was so that they can fight him. It, I mean, it makes no sense. Um, but the match made even less sense. I like his in, his, his um, music though. Wardlow's music's fucking dope. Um, but fuck, dude, it was so fucking annoying. It's just it's just him like smacking people around, moving them, piling them on, on top of each other, pinning them. It, it's like it didn't matter. Like, what was it for? It makes no sense. There was no reason to have this little hiccup, this little speed bump. Like, uh, after all the shit that he did with MJF, after finally redeeming himself, what does Tony Khan think of doing for, for Wardlow? You know what? I think we need a little bit of haha in this, in this bitch. Like, what the fuck? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you're going to have him go against Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. That's what you're building towards. So, the best way to build Wardlow to the TNT title. Is to have him face twenty fucking jobbers basically in one match. No one needs to see that. No one gives a shit. Like fuck, dude. How are we supposed to believe that this shit is like legit? We all know it's bullshit. So Warlow shouldn't be involved in it. And I hope they just stop it and just continue with the um, Scorpio Sky stuff. I hope yeah. we've seen the end of the security shit, but yeah, it's just ridiculous, oh, yeah. man. And then at the end, um, who was it? Something Woods. Can't remember his first name because I don't really know him too well. But Matt Hughes was there. Um, that was oh, awesome Tyrone Woodley and uh, Matt Hughes. How did you not know who Tyrone Woodley was? 
I know who he is. I just don't know his name. Wow. Because every, every I didn't UFC watch knows Tyron Woodley. I didn't. I haven't been watching like a lot of the newer UFC stuff. I actually stopped watching. When did I stop watching? It was before fucking Anderson Silva broke his leg. That's for damn sure. Um. So for a while, bro. I haven't watched in a while. But Matt Hughes, bro. I still can't believe you didn't know who he was. I believe you know know who Tyron Willie is, buddy. Every yeah, UFC I'll, fan knows who Tyron Willie is. No one gives a shit about him anymore because he fucking lost against fucking Jake Paul or whatever his name is. Oh, if Jake Paul's anything like Logan Paul, that's a legitimate wrestler right there. Sports hey, entertainer. Buddy, Matt Hughes never lost to Jake Paul, so. Uh, who did Matt Hughes ever Matt lose Hughes. to? Matt Hughes had fucking classic against George St. Pierre, bro. You don't know. You just don't well, know. Buddy. It was stupid. Um, I didn't want to see any of that shit. I enjoyed seeing Matt Hughes. Uh, he, I, he didn't. He looked as good as he's gonna look. I, I just, it was cool seeing Matt Hughes. I popped for Matt Hughes, bro. I, I did. I was like, what the fuck is Matt Hughes? You don't understand. Dude. No, man. Don't I don't know. You don't. I thought it know? was just some random guy in the in the in the stands. Yeah, obviously but, um, you thought it was just some random guy. We won't talk about what you said, you bastard. <laughs> but what else <laughs> happened on this fucking show? And uh, you said yeah. this has been a bad week for AEW. This honestly, man, this has felt like a bad last month or so uh, of AEW. Ever since their last pay per view, I feel like it has been like kind of slumping down a bit. Um, yeah, man. even a little bit before that. Uh, just AEW. The thing about AEW is that for me, it's not WWE. I don't give it the same like leeway as WWE because I understand WWE. It's been around for a while, but AEW has a reputation still intact that's being fucking deteriorated day by day. And it's just they were supposed to be the serious company. Wins and losses were supposed to matter. And at this point, that's a fucking joke. That shit can be twisted and turned like a fucking Don King promotion. So, I don't know. Not to get too far into that. Let's go ahead and get into some lighter stuff. That was the shitty part of AEW. Miro had his match against um, All Eagle Ethan Page for the inaugural... No, it's not an inaugural, but it's for the All-Atlantic tournament, which I just recently learned it was going to be a fatal four-way match, which pissed me off. But not to get into that. Miro had his match. Miro won. He's in the tournament. And, um, man, dude, just Miro's so fucking good. That match was really good, actually. I really enjoyed watching it. And I guess Miro's a face now, in a sense. It kind of seems like yeah. it, at least. People, the crowd is, is behind him. Uh, it's just, he's had his best run here. Like, even, I know a lot of people didn't like the beginning of his run here in AW. Um, I didn't like it too much either. The payoff at the end of it, though, I did enjoy. And then after that, it fucking went off. Um, that arcade match that they had, I liked it. Um, it was pretty That was cool. a bullshit match, but okay. Uh, I know you would. It was cool. It was fun. And then also, what's her? Uh, Statlander came back in that match, so I was like super hyped about that. And whatever and happened then- to that? Yeah, fucking Tony Khan dropping the ball on Statlander again. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then Miro went off on a fucking run after that. After he got rid of uh, the bad boy. 
and I don't remember his name. Super bad. I don't give a fuck, dude. Bad boy is Joey Janela. <laughs> I was actually going to say Joey Janela. Uh, <laughs> Joey Janela. Oh. Uh, but I knew it wasn't Joey Janela. I was like, what the fuck is his name? Matt Saban. Wait, is that it? Kip um, Kip Saban. Yeah, it's Kip Saban. I was going to remember his name eventually. It's up here in the old noggin. Um, but yeah, after he went, he went on a fucking run. But bro, um, the people I, the person I saw, fuck, dude, I can't remember. But you know what? I was thinking about Miro. I was like, who would I really want to see him in a match with? Miro and Jeff Cobb would be a fucking killer match. If they just went all fucking out, dude. But it's going to be a fatal four-way match. I'm just saying hypothetically. I'm not talking about what's going to happen. I'm just talking about hypotheticals now at this point. Like yeah, that would have been a fucking match, badass that match. Means, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, who gives fucks about what's going on right now? I'm just saying that would be a badass match. Tony Khan, you want to book fucking, you know, dream matches? That's a match right there. But uh, regardless, going forward after that, Will Ospreay had his, uh, a singles match. Um, his first singles match here in the land of AEW. And it didn't disappoint. It's a pretty great match. Pretty darn good match. Uh, the ending was kind of weird. Because uh, then after the end, all these people come in. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? And then Orange Cassidy comes out. I'm really hyped about that because I missed Orange Cassidy and he's finally not fucking injured now. Um, and now we have Will Ospreay going against Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door. Now, this is very... Um, not a lot of people like it. A lot of people like it. I've seen at least what I'm seeing online. Um, and it's the same with this show. I'm down for it. I'm ready for it. Because I know that well, Orange Cassidy can fucking go. <laughs> but we got Dan over here. Well, I'm very disappointed. Uh, well, actually, I will say that the um, Will Ospreay and Dax Harwood match was great. It was solid. Yes, Dax Harwood is, um, you know, doing some great work as of late in singles matches. Will Ospreay, um, man, what can I say um, that hasn't already been said about him? He's fucking spectacular. Top five wrestler in the world. Um, you could argue, of course, but I'm just disappointed that um, this is not all his fault, but that he's agreed to play with Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door. Um, and I'm just, man, this is anybody else, man. You couldn't find anybody else at fucking Forbidden Door for Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay is some shit you see on free TV if you're going to fucking have it. But at a pay-per-view, bro, Hey, whether people like to believe it or not, Orange Cassidy is going to be a draw for AEW. He's going to be. I'm not saying he is. Um, Stop it, man. Stop it right here. He's been a fan favorite since the beginning. He's turned a lot of people around on the gimmick that he's portrayed. People that matter, that are in the business currently, working still. Um, get, the, get those goggles off, bro. 
Um, it was fun at first, but let's get serious. Orange Cassidy. What are you talking is... about? Once, once he gets into that ring, once he actually wrestles, he is serious. Have you seen his matches? Are you just sleeping during them? You act like he can't do anything. He's wrestling with his hands in his pocket. He doing wrestles the... with his hands in his pocket for this is... the first part of the match. It's ridiculous. Nobody oh. actually believes that a guy is going to be wrestling in a legit- legitimate fight with their hands in their pockets and then he dives out the fucking ring with his his fucking hands in his pockets and we're all supposed to be like fucking amazed by it. This is exactly what MJF was saying a couple of weeks ago. That he doesn't have hold on, I'm gonna let you finish. (laughs) I'm gonna let you get your part in, but I'm gonna I'm gonna finish right here, okay? Okay. Orange Cassidy does that shit with his fucking, you know, like I said, he dives out with his hands in his pocket. This is the same thing that MJF was saying a couple weeks ago that he actually makes us feel he doesn't have to do a bunch of bullshit to make us pop or make us feel something in the match or like, whoa, like, damn, that's fucking cool. No, it's not fucking cool. It's fucking bullshit. All right. And that's what I think of Orange Cassidy. Look, I'm just pissed off that. Will Ospreay is going to have a one-on-one match at a pay-per-view that has to do with AEW and New Japan. This is like a big pay-per-view. And he's going to be wrestling Orange Cassidy. This is the best you could give me for the first time ever. (sighs) All right, who who would Will Ospreay go against? Would he go Um, against Brian Danielson? Can't, he's injured. Give me fucking uh, Pac, Miro. Give me somebody. Pac? Yeah. You wouldn't want to see Pac and Will Ospreay? No. What really? Is Pac, yeah. What has Pac done? If, if Tony Khan hadn't already fucking butchered Whoa. Pac's run in AEW, then maybe I would want to see Pac versus fucking Will Ospreay. He's not interesting right now. He's not fun. He's not, he's not somebody I want to see. At this point, I don't want to see the fucking death triangle. Hold up. What? You want to talk about you want to talk about what MJF said about people not being credible. He's talking about the whole locker room. He's not just talking about Orange Cassidy. So let's talk about Darby Allen doing the fucking coffin drop. So we're gonna believe that a guy not really looking at his opponent is gonna be able to go ahead and drop on them without them moving out the way. Do you want to talk about realistic? Real, you want to talk about realistic stuff? Like a lot of shit that these guys do isn't realistic. Let's we're gonna believe that fucking Adam Cole, baby. Beat Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, who looks like he's he's smaller than Britt Baker. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about realistics in wrestling now. At this point, at you know who's point, realistic though? in wrestling? Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, and you saw Roman Har- Roman those Reigns. Are, those are tag teams, and Roman Reigns is in a different company. So we're talking about oh, oh. AEW right now. But they're going to be – FTR is going to be in a match at Forbidden Door for the tag team titles and winner oh. takes all. That's great. That's what they should be in. But for Will Ospreay, someone in the caliber of him, he, there's no one else that is as over or that could be – or in his level of wrestling. I won't say that Orange Cassidy is in the same level of wrestling. Orange Cassidy can go though. But when he's serious, yes, orange Cassidy, and he gets serious within the match. And he won't be serious, 
he will be serious. If you think he won't be serious, you're just ridiculous and never watched any of his matches. In this match that we're going to see with Will Ospreay, he will not be serious, and you can I'll bet on it. He is not going to be serious. He will start it off like he always starts off every match. He's not going to He's gonna look like he's not taking it seriously. And then after a couple minutes into the match, it's going to be a totally different story, and it's going to be a great match. Um, I'm also now, not going to let... Uh, uh, hold on. I'm also not going to let you... Mention the fact that you don't want to see Pac or you're not interested or whatever the fuck after no. you just wrote his fucking last week when he had the match with Murphy saying, Oh, this is a great match and all this and all that. We talked about I, I, two seconds, we just said that was a good, great match, and then we went over it. We haven't passed it. We're not even talking about it like this one. I can't believe oh. you. I can't believe you, Nico, that you would say that you would rather see Orange Cassidy and Will yes. Ospreay than Orange Pac and Will is more Ospreay. over than Pac. Okay. Let's, All right. let's not pretend like Pac is more over than uh, than Orange Cassidy at this point. When Orange Cassidy came out, did you hear that pop? Did you hear the whole crowd go crazy? Yeah, now, with the butch- you know what? I'm I'm gonna say this as much. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to dictate pops in AEW because they'll pop for fucking anything. But oh, you're Cassidy talking about the same people it. that popped for that fucking anarchy in the arena match. Those people. Did you not just hear what I said about the about the crowds in AW? Yes, but why did you bring it up if it's not if you're gonna also yeah, downplay I what I have to downplay it because I realized what I said. Because <laughs> I talk facts, bro. I talk real. I say what's what's actually happened out there. You and brought it up and then you downplayed it. Yeah, I had to downplay it. You know, I, <laughs> and it killed your argument. You had no argument at that point. Um, oh. I'm just saying, dude. Orange Cassidy is the most over person that's there right now that can wrestle um, Will Ospreay. What? Who else can wrestle Will Ospreay? Miro? Over? Miro's back. That would be great, but he's also in the Fatal 4-Way match. Is he more over, though? He's more... I think they're the same, actually. What? Yo. I'm being honest. <laughs> you're yeah, not he... being honest. No, yes. you're not. Yes. No. Orange Cassidy and Miro? Hell yeah. Oh my Both of them win a championship right now. For the last six months, I've heard you talk about, I want Miro back, I want Miro back, and I can name on the, maybe the fucking count of my hands, my fingers, whatever the fuck, how many times you've mentioned Orange Cassidy, like, at all. Yeah, man. He's been injured. He's been injured. So has Miro. I know. But... What All can right. I say, dude? Mero's going to go and win the All-Atlantic title. I, I just figured that's going to happen regardless because you have um, two people that are going to want to go against each other in the match. Pac and fucking Mordor, whatever his fucking name is. Mordecai. Um, but So, yeah, Mero's already <sighs> in the match. I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, t- I'm not saying... I'm saying who is available, not who's already taken. Like, they already picked Mero to be in a different match. He's already in the... You can't pick Miro. I'm telling you who's available to be against Will Ospreay. Samoa Joe? I think Samoa Joe's injured, and I think he's out for a reason. I think he's shooting that movie. Oh, my. Okay, but... Well, we we, we don't know that. We don't know that, but where's Samoa Joe? He hasn't been booked for the past couple weeks. Ever since the fucking uh, pay-per-view, he's been out. You tell me who's available. Darby Samoa Allen? Joe's... Darby Allen? Okay, so we're going to go with Darby Allen. Darby Allen and fucking Orange Cassidy are like fucking same, bro. Darby Allen's even no. smaller. 
No, they're not. Darby Allen's more credible. He's actually won a championship or two. Oh my god. Orange Cassidy, what has he done? What major feud has he won? And please don't say the Chris Jericho feud. Uh, I don't even care about that feud. Um, I think, honestly, if he didn't get injured, he would have been pushed more because he was already in that triple threat match with Kenny Omega and Pac. A year ago. A year ago? Yeah. When Kenny Omega, and then he's been what has out he done for, since then? He's been out. He was he's out been- for like the last two months or at most two months. He's been Come out, on, bro. he's been he had a sling on for like the longest fucking time. No, he's been playing around with his friends on live TV, and we forget because it's a bunch of bullshit. They haven't even been booked in the longest time. That's why fucking Trent Beretta came crying last week. Yeah, he plays around with them too. <laughs> See, you just talk shit. <laughs> you don't even know what the fuck you're saying. So. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving Orange on. Cassidy is gonna be the one who's gonna face Wasp. Anyways, the next thing, the next thing that happened that was actually pretty decent, um, until it wasn't. Uh, Tanahashi and Moxley had a segment. They had a face to face. I don't think that happened exactly next after that segment. I kind of forget. But um, yeah, they had some shit going on. Uh, but it was kind of awkward because I feel like Tanahashi wanted to like take it home quickly, and. Uh, yeah, it just it just was a, it kind of like started falling apart once Chris Jericho came out. Like honestly, I don't see why that was necessary. Just to book another match or explain another match is happening. This is when it's like, why is the Jericho Appreciation Society even out here? Like, why did they have to put that in the segment? Did they not believe in Tanahashi enough? Because yeah, they kind of probably didn't because his English isn't that great. They didn't want him to fucking just. He could have just spoken Japanese. Who fucking cares? But yeah, they did not do well with that segment. It was cool. It sounded, it sounded promising when Moxley was fucking cutting his promo, but then Jericho came out and fucked shit. everything all up. It went to shit, just like Chris Jericho's career. So like, it just, <laughs> yeah, man. And I liked it, like you said, like where it was starting and then it was going and it was going until... It just fucking the wheels came off and it just fucking blew up because Chris Jericho came out there, said a bunch of shit because he's a wizard. Um, promoted his match with, and then oh, um, I guess Sammy Guevara came out, right? Sammy Guevara tricked everybody, tricked you. Yeah, I um, I thought it was that midget, um, Fuego. Savvy Guevara, who was revealed, and once again, he's like with Jericho, I guess, and so is Ty Conti, and apparently Lance Archer, is he with them too now, or was he just kind of out there? He's just a part of the team that I don't fucking know, dude. I don't care, dude. That, that match was very poor, poorly, poorly, poorly promoted, because Jericho came out and thought he could just fucking beat up people. And then cut a promo on saying he's going to have a match and people would care because I don't care. I don't even know why half the people are out there. But Sammy Guevara is back with fucking Jericho because his fucking career floundered because he couldn't be a face. And then once he got a, he thought he can go ahead and fucking cheat on another girl or break up with a girl and get with another girl after he fucking proposed to her and think he can still be a face and got booed fucking horribly. Until he was like, you know what? I'm a heel. Let's go ahead and put him back with Jericho so he can be a heel again. 
Let's 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 bring Sammy back up from the ashes because he yeah. can't go out on his own. Is basically what I saw. Yeah, man. Um, I don't even know anymore. Foot. Shot himself in the foot. But um, yeah. So there's that, man. They fucked up a, what could have been a great segment. Um, now an honorable mention for this week of AEW is the only thing that came out of Rampage that was great because it was the one thing that came out of Dark that has been fucking phenomenal. And that's the acclaim with the Ass Boys, baby. And they've all they actually I just realized today when I was watching them, they've all started off in Dark. And now there's some of the best things going on in this in this company. Just saying right now. Um, they are they didn't, very they didn't have a, a very long match. It was a very quick match, which is great. I love to see squash matches. It's actually a breath of fresh fucking air sometimes with AEW. Because yeah, you can have competitive matches, but sometimes people don't need competitive matches. Miro doesn't or John Moxley shouldn't be facing fucking what's his face in a fucking 10-minute match when it could be just a three-minute match and a quick fucking win. What's his name? Dante Martin. I, I yeah. get it that they're building him up, but in the beginning, he needed to win all of his matches like that, very competitive matches. He was a tag team wrestler that had to be t- turned into a fucking single star. He could have gone through a couple of fucking, um, fucking job matches and then built him up from there. Like, oh, he's going to get stronger from this match. Uh, yes, let me go ahead and work out a little bit more. But no, they go ahead and put him in dark and have him face all these random people that we never see because no one watches fucking dark. Regardless. Um, it was great to see a squash match. Fucking Acclaim and the Ass Boys came out. Love to hear them come out. Their fucking intro is fucking awesome. The Ass Boys doing what they're supposed to. And they can actually fucking go, dude. They can, they can all wrestle. So not only are they funny, but once they get into the ring... It's just it's serious business. So I enjoy it. Honorable mentioning the Clam and the Ass Boys. Awesome shit. Now back to our regular programming. Actually, no. What do you think? What do you think about Ass Boys? You like Ass Boys? You like I think they're Ass good, Boys? man. They're good for their experience. So apparently they've never been in any other ring besides an AEW ring, is what I had heard. No, so it's I cold. think or some shit. Um but I think it's been good. They're a lot better than Dominic or Mysterio. That's for sure. They look sure. better than him. They do look better than him. Uh, I don't know what the age is looking like. They're the age difference, but they do. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, it is what it is. I like the the acclaim stuff with them. It's been very entertaining. Some of the best stuff on the show, personally. Uh, thinking here. But um, yeah, man. Some good shit. I have nothing bad to say about them. Golf claps all around. Golf claps all all around. All right, and we go to the main event of the of Dynamite. Um, Young Bucks versus the Jungle Express. And for me, what I had to realize because there was no story between them. The Matt and Jeff thing, you know, kind of sucked. I actually heard recently. That um, that Jeff was actually the the day he got um, pulled over, he was going to get a brain scan, so he had some injury um, from I think the pay per view or whatever. That's why he's been off TV for a bit. Yeah, uh, before the fucking arrest, 
and uh, they were apparently going to be jumped before the match. They were actually not even supposed to be a part of the match. There was going to be a story going into it, but with Jeff's arrest, they couldn't continue with that full story. Um, so they just announced the match as a as a one on one or tag on tag um, instead of a triple tag. But um, if you just took it as it was supposed to be, it was a great match. Um, it was a car crash of a match, just bumps after bumps, high spot after high spot. Um, it was fun. It was cool. And the Young Bucks came out the winners. And actually, again, to go back to the Matt and Jeff, Matt and Jeff were actually supposed to win. But because Jeff was looking so bad in the ring, they switched up and it was going to be the Young Bucks. Now back again. So the Young Bucks win. Uh, Christian comes, you know, to, to just, you know, it's okay, buddy. You lost your match. It's all good. And Christian does what Christian does best, and he turned heel. And he fucking did none prettier on fucking Jungle Boy. And I am all for this. I've been waiting for a Christian heel run, honestly, since the beginning. So I'm excited. I'm happy some people are saying too little, too late. For this one, I mean, Christian's... I love Christian. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, but he's not a main event type of guy at this point anymore. So not really too little, too late. It's great to see it. What about you? I think um, this is actually something that I had brought up uh, weeks ago. Brought up. Stating that um, Christian was going to turn on Jungle Boy. It just felt like it. And you could see it, man. After the Young Bucks were like walking back, Christian was there, shown that he was like right next to Luchasaurus. It felt like he was thinking about something, and then we would later find out that uh, he would turn on Jungle Boy in the middle of the ring there. But um, man, this is not gonna be. I, I did like it. I like where this is going. It'll be, you know, he'll be able to put over Jungle Boy or whatever. But um, uh, this is not the heel run that some of y'all peeps are gonna, you know, or like to see. It's not gonna be that at all because. Once he loses the Jungle Boy, puts him over, he'll be lost in the shuffle. Probably do a couple more jobs, and um, that'll be it. But we are not going to see another title run. Like you said, he is not a a main eventer anymore. Um, but this is not going to be a memorable run. I'm going to say it right now. It's not going to be a memorable run in terms of just people. But if you're a fan of Christian... You'll love it. I'm sure you will, because I will. That's probably the one thing I'm going to be looking forward to during the weeks. Well, I, I hate to break it to you, buddy. I'm fucking looking forward to. I hate to break it to you, buddy, but you are not going to love this run, because they will find something. They will find some way to I'm piss just, you off. I'm just looking forward to the promos from Christian. Okay, I, I can understand that. Right, the, you, that. The, you don't understand. I'm a Christian fan, buddy. It's not about what happens to him after the fact or him losing, him winning. I don't give a fuck about that. I like the experience that Christian brings. So I like his promos. I like his matches, whether he wins or loses. And if he gets lost in the shuffle after this, so be it. it would have been a, it's a better run than he would have had if he stayed in WWE. Oh, but it matters when it's CM Punk? Is that what... Is that how you feel? Oh, so, so you're going to compare CM Punk to Christian? So Christian is on CM Punk's level now? I mean, I, you seem yeah, to always up. want to put shut him up, on that level. Shut up, buddy. Get the fuck out of here. 
Check it out. You got this one. You're stupid. Stupid. <laughs> anyways, yeah, that was. Anyways, that was. What stupid. else do we have on this uh, show? I believe that was it for the. That was, sh- it. That was it for AW. Now it's time. We've gone on for a long time. It's probably our longest um, podcast for sure. We're probably like an hour and thirty at this point. Yeah, um, uh, almost there. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go into some uh, funner stuff. Uh, this is what happens when you only have one episode. Um, so. There's no way we can go through this podcast without talking about Vince McMahon at this point. So if you've been living on a rock, Vince McMahon is going through some allegations right now. Um, so uh, it's misconduct allegations, sexual misconduct, former employees, current employees, people that consented, people that didn't consent. It's important to note, uh, I don't want to downplay anything that happened here, but um, it's important to note that the WWE lawyers are stating that it was a consensual thing, but it's just been revealed that Vince McMahon just paid, you know, extra money to this person because that relationship was going on. And it seems to be not a good look in the public's eye. Okay, so that's part of it. Um, this is from the NPR, that I, the article from NPR I read. The Wall Street Journal reported on Wednesday that the board was investigating a $3 million payout made to a woman to cover up an alleged consensual affair between WWE paralegal and McMahon, who has faced accusations of sexual misconduct in the past. Now, the newspaper reported that the board's investigation uncovered several other non-disclosure agreements reached in relation to other misconduct claims against McMahon and head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, by women who worked for WWE. So it's not just one singular case. It was one singular case that they were investigating, but it opened up a can of worms, and there's more than just one case. That's the issue. Uh, Chief more Brandoff, women? Yes, more women. There's more... Uh, there's more... Uh, what do they call it right now? Um, uh, what do they call it? What do they call it? What do they call it? several non-disclosure agreements so like there's more like there's other non-disclosure agreements or just agreements between two parties where they cannot speak of what happened so there's more than just this one there's multiple i don't know how many but there's multiple wow that's what what they found so chief brand officer stephanie mcmahon vince mcmahon's daughter and a wb executive since 2006 um will take over as ceo and chair of the board of directors in his absence. The company said that in addition to investigations, the allegations against McMahon and Laurinaitis, it is also it also would hire an outside company to review the company's human research department and overall culture. So they're just trying to clean up there. The McMahon family has been involved in wrestling for more than 100 years, blah, blah, blah. Uh, who gives a fuck about this part? So basically, there's a shit ton of allegations. Now... As I told you before when we were talking about it during the week, Stephanie McMahon jumping in as CEO and chair of the board, um, board of directors, I feel is just like, it's just through name and name alone. I feel like Vince McMahon's still running everything. He's, he didn't step down. He's still um, head of um, uh, creative. 
So don't expect anything to change in terms of like storylines, storytelling, all that shit. That's all going to stay the same. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, it's just crazy shit. But yeah, it's it's worse than than what it seems. It's not just one singular um, case; it's multiple cases that have popped out. I mean, but are you really surprised though that this is coming out about Vince McMahon? Like, I'm not if this surprised. came out about Tony Khan, then I'd be like, oh, what the fuck? But I wouldn't be surprised. I'm like, that guy's a crackhead. Of course, they did. of course, he did I that. would. I would be surprised. I'd be surprised that he had the money to do that. I was like, did his daddy buy him out again? <laughs> oh, I mean, left and right, bam, left right. Bitch. You hate AEW, don't you? I hate Tony Khan right now. I really do. I feel like I feel like he's so arrogant. Like he's so into all his shit. Like his shit don't stink. It's worse than Vin- and you know what? <laughs> this is the problem again that I have with WWE. It's been going on for so long. It's like, well, it's expected at this point. Tony Khan was supposed to be different. That's why I hold him at a higher, you know. I hold him at a higher, um, I can't think of the word right now. Higher but standard. Higher you have standard him on a pedestal. I do, because he should have been, because everyone, that's what he said he was going to do. He was going to, it was going to be, it was going to make sense. Everything was going to be great. But the problem that he has is that he's all great. Like I can, I can think of what's going to happen from here to here. But when something crashes in the middle, he fucks everything all up because he doesn't know what he's fucking doing half the time. And you know what? You're yeah. fucking defending Tony Khan. MJF is all shitting all over him, and you were sucking MJF's a little while ago, so shut up. You used to <laughs> suck his all the time, buddy. I still. <laughs> I still do it. Well, um, going back to Vince McMahon, though, um, yeah, he's still going to be, from what I was reading, the uh, control of the direction, the creative direction of the company. Yes. So... Uh, but yeah, hopefully, I think it's team... in the name of that. Yeah, man, we'll I'm not surprised, happens. but we'll see what ends up happening with these uh allegations. Um, which yeah, is what I don't they know. are right now. It's it's crazy shit. So, I mean, I've never heard. It has to be serious enough that Vince McMahon is just stepping down. Like I said, I don't believe that he's really stepping down. I feel like he's still doing the things he would normally do. I'm sure he's not in the meetings. But Stephanie's there, so I'm sure she's telling him what's going on. He's probably consulting her on what right. to do. I don't see it as him actually really stepping down. More of him just being like, "Well, she's gonna take over for a little bit, you know. She's gonna." So I, I'm still gonna be running this bitch. Don't even, don't you fucking oh, fret. That's you're right, and 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 I can't wait for the dark side of the ring episode of this one. It's gonna be <laughs> interesting to see. Oh, it's gonna be wild. All right, another uh, thing that I had found. Um, it was uh, actually, speaking of Osprey, uh, Andrade is saying that he was, well, apparently saying, this is off a of Lucha blog on Twitter, um, Andrade is saying that he was um, supposed to face Will Osprey in Forbidden Door, was scheduled to go to Japan to set it up, and then it was stopped. And apparently this is a thing happening with some of the AAA um, talent, such as, that's why we're not seeing Penta or uh, Ray Phoenix on Forbidden Door. Because they are not being allowed to do so. Um, another thing that Lucha Blog said was Andrade is ultimately upset because he can't work the NJPW because he's working AAA. But AAA is actually not booking him when they said he would, so uh, he's just not working. So they were, AAA apparently told Andrade that he was supposed to be booked on the same day 
um, that those NJPW dates were or Forbidden Door. But they lied, and he's not booked. So it's just a bunch of bullshit. I, I did hear that because like, they have um, New Japan has a deal with CMLL or something like that. Um, but yeah. yeah, like the guys that go to AAA can't um be on the show but isn't uh ftr aren't they the triple a tie champs like that yeah but i don't think they're i don't think they're contracted under like they don't have a contract to work with cmll or triple a they're just brought in it's kind of like because they i don't think triple a or cmml cmll work like um in AEW, like they don't have exclusive contracts for these for a lot of their a lot of these guys. Like they come in, like Kenny Omega came in, the Young Bucks came in. Uh, they use these people just for more publicity for themselves. Like, I'm guessing, but Andrade, all the all the Mexican wrestlers who pretty much live in Mexico. I think Andrade lives in Mexico. I know that um, Ray Phoenix and um, and fuck Pentagon they live in Mexico. So I feel like it's more of the Mexican-born wrestlers that they're giving shit to. Cause yeah, they made them in a sense. But I mean, that's from Andrade. That's that's apparently what he said in this in, in an interview. So I, I I don't speak Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's why we have to settle for uh, Orange Cassidy. Um, that's a shame. But yeah, that's, that's would have been it would have been great to see Andrade and Will Osprey go at it. Uh, that would have been an interesting match to see, but, but I guess we have to settle. Don't blame me. <laughs> that, I mean, what happened was that Andrade was the first choice. All right, you're saying that's the best choice. Couldn't have him. Not settling. We're going to the next best choice. I mean, you seem to be. <laughs> Shakespeare's yeah. choice. All, All right, right. let's just move on, buddy. <laughs> I don't want to go there again. <laughs> so, um, another thing that we're hearing out there in the rumor mill is that Sa- apparently Sasha Banks was released from her WWE contract. I couldn't find anything saying that she has been released. Maybe by the time we're recording this, I, I-, I still haven't found anything. Maybe by the time you hear it, she actually did get released. But word on the street is that she's gone, buddy. And um, I, I don't, I can't, I don't ever, and I can't ever see Sasha Banks going to AW. I don't know why. I just don't feel like it'd be a thing for her to do. I can, and she's gonna do it because if she does she- it, great. I'm not, I'm not saying that she wouldn't. I'm just saying like, I just don't see her doing it. Um, I think that she's actually gonna move to doing movies. And and stuff like that. She was already in the Mandalorian. So, yeah, go ahead. No, nah, man, she loves wrestling too much. She's gonna do it. She's gonna change the game. She's gonna go to AEW. The division is gonna go from where it's at right here. If you can see my hand, it's about midway, and it's gonna go all the way up here. Okay, yeah. I just raised my hand up, but. Uh yeah man that's been interesting so what Naomi it's just like well fuck me I guess right you know um Sasha's leaving I think they'll uh, take back now Naomi I don't think that it's like forever gone I think Naomi will go back eventually especially I, because she's with I, uh Jimmy 
I was surprised that Naomi, you know, walked out like that, but it was had to have been majorly like influenced by Sasha. Like, hey, like let's go in there, let's tell them they can just fuck off and let's walk out. Let's and Naomi's kind of clits, and we'll just bounce. <laughs> <laughs> something like and then walk the fuck out they'll have to fire us then if we show <laughs> him our asses we'll just fart in his face and we'll just walk out yeah dude <laughs> that's exactly I don't know happened. maybe that's some <laughs> of the non-disclosure agreements that they gave out <laughs> maybe it's like yeah maybe maybe but yeah man um, those are the rumors um, that I heard going around not really heard going around they're not rumors those are just topics Newsworthy topics, I guess I would say. Um, fun shit, fun shit. Uh, now, uh, I'm going to go into our final segment before we end all, because this is the longest episode we've ever done. I'm dying here. Um, fucking Craig ruined it. It would be a lot earlier if it wasn't for fucking Craig. For real, dude. Um, Fuck Craig. All right, so this is the new segment we're doing. We're trying it out. It's called, and I might be still in this, I'm sorry, overrated, underrated, properly rated. We need to find a new name for it. Brainstorm later. Um, but overrated. We're going to see. I'm going to name a wrestler's name. And we're going to say if they're overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Um, so we're going to go with the first one on my list. Jungle Boy. I'm going to go with you first. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated? I think he is. Right now, he's overrated. Overrated? Yes, I said it. I don't think he is. He's overrated because he's still like seen on this like pedestal. Like he's like we know he can be the future, but are we really sure he is the future? Because if this rivalry with Christian that we talked about earlier, if this doesn't do it for him, then I don't know what will. Hmm. I think but right now, properly, to me, he's overrated. I think he's properly rated. Um, actually, no, fuck that. I'm going to go with whatever. I, I think he's underrated from the fans. <laughs> Stop it, man. Dude, the fans are shitting all over him, but for what reason? <laughs> it's not his fault that fucking Tony Khan doesn't care that he's a champion right now. Ever since the Young Bucks lost the titles, those titles have not been shown on TV as much. And the person I think, that's why I think he's underrated. I think he's not being used properly. And that's why I'm getting pissed off with Tony Khan. Because it was an obvious switch in what they were doing with those tag titles once the Young Bucks lost them. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I, uh, I think they should just get rid of the him playing around with a dinosaur. Uh, maybe him... Maybe like, Christian like, could have convinced him to go heal with him, and then they could have beat the fuck out of the dinosaur, and we would have gotten like heal Jack Perry. That's still a possibility. That's still a possibility. How many times have you seen feuds turn into different things? Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins, for instance. Um, true, true. That's a good point. Uh, but what I was gonna say, get them goddamn goggles off. He what? Get them goddamn goggles off right now. I'm telling you. No, you man, because... I'm going to tell you one thing. I think um, Jungle Boy 
if he did go heel though, it would be good for him with Christian. Um, and then he can turn face again when he finally turns on Christian. But um, I think Tony Khan's just too much in love with the fact that there's a dinosaur uh, on TV. And he loves <laughs> that. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know what it is with him, but i do not not a fan of it. I hate that he's going to be in, like involved in this angle. You would have to think unless Christian takes him out storyline-wise or something. But where do you think he like fits into this? He's already been lost in the shuffle, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Fucking Tony Khan doesn't give a shit about them. He he used them for what they were worth. He put the tag team titles on them and then was like, eh. And everybody else has been shown. Okay. You're right. Let's move so, on to the next one. Let's let's go to the next one. Next name, Darby Allen. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Properly rated, I think. Properly rated. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. But I will yeah. say this. I will say this. His better matches have been with Cody Rhodes and John Moxley in the beginning. I like him facing a bigger guy than facing people that are his same size. I mean, are we forgetting the classic he had with MJF at uh, Full Gear, I believe, or for how he was, but that was a great match. Hmm. I was forgetting that one. And <laughs> the one with Punk? Like one Punk, eh, that one was okay, too. I didn't really care for that one. I, You're I just a punk hater, buddy. Just say it. I am. I... Uh, but I can, I can respect CM Punk. That's the thing. I don't like him. But I can respect what he does in the ring. Uh, but no, the I like Darby Allen facing people that are a little bit bigger than him because I I like the whole like mindset that he has when he's wrestling them. It makes more sense when he's throwing his body around um, because he's trying. He has to use his full body to face this person who's obviously bigger, stronger than him, and he has to also um, target. Like whenever he would wrestle um, Cody, he was always targeting his hand or something. Like, I like those things. I miss those things in his matches, but he's still a really great talent. That's why properly rated, I think he's, he's good. He's properly rated. He's good. We're good to go. Next name. Um, theory. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Um, I'm going to say that Austin Theory is underrated. Underrated? Yeah. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Because... Uh. Austin Theory, as good as people already may think he is, I don't think you understand how great he really is for his age. Because I think that he, like, he's special, man. He takes it seriously. His expressions are phenomenal. He's so smooth in the ring for his age. Like, he's got the look. He's got the physique. He can talk. He's got personality. He's, what, 24 years old? The sky's the limit for this guy, man. And that's why he's underrated right now. I hate this because I'm going to have to agree with you with underrated. I feel like people are... I feel like people are trying to be smart because I've seen some comments about him that are just ridiculous. I, I saw someone say... 
Um, I miss the days when WWE would wait to develop people before they pushed them. And it's like, you think Theory is not ready for this? Like, you really think Theory is not ready? They don't even know. They don't even know. Theory, I've said it since the first time he's come into WWE, that dude was a star. He was going to be his shit. The honestly, I think the the time he had when he was moved up to the main roster, he wasn't ready. He definitely wasn't ready when he was moved back down and right. he started working with Johnny Gargano. That made him ready. That's all he needed, I think. And now he it's that personality, like um, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. So that was some some good shit. I hate that we that we got that that one together, but we'll see. But this next one, let's see, let's see what you think about this one, buddy. All right, Braun, Braun Breaker, overrated, underrated, properly rated. I think he's underrated. Uh, it's simple because Braun Breaker is the future of WWE of this business, and people are already starting to hate that. Oh uh, well, you know he's been pushed down our throat, and why shouldn't he? Huh? Tell me one reason why he shouldn't be pushed down our throats already. Because the guy is going to be a fucking star. He has the look. The physique. He's got power in that ring. He he gets it man. He just fucking gets it. And he's got the fucking genes in his DNA. And right now. You may think he's a beast. But I don't think you understand. How big this guy is going to be. Like I'm talking main event Wrestlemania. I'm calling it. Him and Austin Theory. Is the future main event of Wrestlemania. Him and Roman Reigns. Him and Brock Lesnar. Him and Seth Rollins. That's a future. Wrestlemania main event. Maybe not Rollins. But yes. Cody Rhodes and Braun Breaker. Alright so. (laughs) I like Braun Breaker. Don't get me wrong. I think he's overrated right now. The reason why I think he's overrated right now, he's got a lot of the things that he needs, but I feel like he still needs a lot more work than what people think. And I think that's why he's in NXT still and not moved up. Um, I think he still needs a little bit more work in the ring. I'm not saying he's not already almost there, but he still needs work in the ring. He's not as smooth as he can possibly be. He's definitely not as smooth as Austin Theory. But this overrated remark I'm giving him is not anything that cannot be changed in the future. But I think right now he's overrated um, to what people's standards are of him. Are uh, Like I said, he still has work to do. He needs NXT, though, and not for the reasons that you think as far as that he's green. He needs it because we're going to be able to see him as like the dominant force, the face of a brand. So that by the time he comes to the main roster, he's already seen as like, oh, this is the, you know, this is the face of NXT. Like, this is a big deal right here. Like, this isn't just Austin Theory, a mid-card guy at, at this time coming in over to the main roster. No, this is like the face of the fucking brand. Yeah, um, the, the, the problem with that uh, is that uh, this uh, is Vince McMahon NXT. That's why that's even available for him. As he should. Who else should be the face of the brand right now? Well, right now, Roman Reigns is the face of the brand. I'm talking NXT. 
Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be the, the face of the brand. I'm just saying you just said Vince McMahon is a reason why Braun Breaker is the face of NXT. No, you did not understand the context of what I said, buddy. <laughs> what I was saying is that because you were saying when he moves up to the main roster that he was going to be the face of the WWE, you know? No, being, not no. That's not what I was saying, actually. So you're saying he was he's being the face of the company here at NXT. So that when he right. moves up to WWE, he's able to do it there too when it when the time is ready for him. At some point, yes, but I'm saying when he okay. goes to the main roster, saying, he'll be credible because people will be like, "Whoa, he, that's the face he, of NXT. This is serious." And he'll he's only going to be credible because this is Vince McMahon's NXT. Let, let, and as he should, that's straight. If this was as, Triple H's NXT, and he'd be the face of the main roster. I'm not saying anyone else would be the face because I'm just saying if it was at Triple H's NXT, let's say Braun Breaker's still the face of NXT. If he was to be moved up because of the fact that he was Triple H's boy, he would have been shit on. No, no, no. You do know, though, that, um, and this has been reported already, that Triple H is one of the reasons why they brought Braun Breaker into WWE. He was a part yeah. of that also. He brought him up, but he did not develop him in his. He didn't get a chance to, buddy. He didn't get his chance to. Vince McMahon got his hands on him, and because so Vince who's McMahon, to say Triple H wouldn't have done that for him, buddy? Okay, because the fact that Vince McMahon has his hands on him is the reason why it's going to work for him. Who wouldn't want trying, his hands on him? I'm not trying to discredit anybody. You're arguing for no reason. Who would want? Him. Who wouldn't want their hands on him? Exactly. So the Vince McMahon is going to put his hands on him. He's going to get him up there. It's going to be great for him. He still needs work, though. The problem with this NXT is that I feel like if he's already not a great worker, it's hard for them. They're not going to develop him. Like, they're not going to worry about that as much, especially with Vince McMahon's hands on it. He's going to be like, doesn't matter. He's ready. Let's push him up. He's do- he doesn't care about that portion of the, of the matches. Vince cares about the entertainment portion of everything. The matches come second to Vince. All right. So, we'll have to agree to disagree. Yeah, we're probably going to disagree a lot more. Uh, so <laughs> the next one we have is Britt Baker. So Britt Baker, buddy. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. I think she's property rated, man. I think uh, right now she's, to me, she's not seen as a top, you know, name as far as like with Charlotte Flair, your Becky Lynch's, but... She's not also underrated because she is still held to a certain standard. But I think she's property rated. I think she's overrated. I think she's oh. so overrated. Okay, pal. Who else has been fucking putting on anything relevant uh, up until, you know, all these recent WWE signings? But who else? Huh? Oh, I know it hasn't bad. been your my girl, bad. Chris Statlander. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Because uh, Rosa. Ain't doing shit. No, she's not doing shit. Actually, her her yeah. run has been uh, nothing short but of uh, mediocre. And that's a reason why I don't like Tony Khan. He doesn't book the people like if once his once the people that he likes aren't there, aren't the champions, then they're not booked correctly. Thunder Rosa's run is not her fault. It's the fault of the Booker. It's she's book of only the year, given <laughs> yeah the two time Booker of the year right there. But mm-hmm. that, I think she's overrated because of the fans, honestly. 
the fans put her on like this, like, oh, she's the best thing ever. And then every time they talk about well, what does WWE have? Charlotte Flair? Fucking Becky Lynch after five years. Yes, they have Charlotte Flair. They have Becky Lynch. Those are the people. same fans that put Orange Cassidy on that same pedestal. You don't see that. Yeah, and those that. are their fans, buddy. Those are their fans. And Do you have a problem with that, though? Orange Cassidy, they don't compare Orange Cassidy to anybody else in WWE. They compare Orange Cassidy to Orange Cassidy. Yeah, they they compare them to they should be comparing them to guys like R Truth because that's what he is a comedy act. And they don't need to compare him to anybody because they like him for who he is. But they want to say that Britt Baker, because she's their champion or was their champion, that she's better they than also, anybody WWE has. They also like R Truth for what, who he is. Yeah, yeah, you're just agreeing with my argument there. That there's no argument that you're having. You're fighting with yourself at this point again. I'm comparing Orange Cassidy to R Truth, and you're saying that it's not the same thing. Yeah, because they're not comparing Orange Cassidy to anybody else. I'm talking about Britt Baker here, okay? I'm saying that they compare her to Charlotte Flair. They try to compare her with Charlotte Flair. I'm going to say that again. Try to compare her to Charlotte Flair. And you try to compare Orange Cassidy to guys like Pac. So I guess we're all wrong in something. Yeah, we are all wrong. But um, yeah, Rebecca, overrated. Overrated. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, the last one on this list. We'll talk more about this one. Bianca Belair, overrated, underrated, properly rated. I actually want to hear what you want to say first. I think she's properly rated. Um, I, think, I think she's. I think she's great. She's phenomenal. She's a champion for a reason. Um, I think she has haters out there just to hate. People just like to hate. She's fucking great in the ring, and she's great on the mic. She's has and she has all the charisma in the world. So yeah, I think she's properly rated. I think she's underrated. And yeah, let me tell you fun. why. I think she's uh, a fucking star, man. A star, more of a star than Sasha Banks. I'll say that right now, but. Actually, she's better in the ring than Sasha Banks. And I know that might get some people upset because uh, Sasha Banks, that's, everybody... That's two different styles. Everybody's a stand for for Sasha Banks. Um, like, if she's... She's not even the best horsewoman. Actually, she's probably the last horsewoman. I'll take Bailey over Sasha Banks any day. But that's just me, though. Um, I think Bianca Belair is a fucking star she could fucking go she's smooth in the ring she's got power man she's got the look the charisma but she just fucking oozes charisma like she reminds me of like a female rock you know like just she could get to that level i'm actually gonna agree even more enough to change mine to underrated as well because if i think about it enough the people like the fans, because if I'm going to rate Britt Baker on the fans, I can rate Bianca Belair on the fans. And right. there's a lot of haters for her for no fucking reason. Like, like you, everything that you said is true. So there's no reason why fans should even hate on her. Oh, except oh. for the Sasha Banks thing. That's not, that's not true at all. I think Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair have two different styles that you can't really compare them. And who's the better worker in ring? Because... Honestly, 
they both put on a fucking banger of a match at WrestleMania. Like, only them two in that ring could have put on that great of a fucking match. Yeah, man. And uh, that was a special moment. Um, so you're saying that I won you over? You won me over on that one for sure. I mean, it's it's hard to... It's easier to go from properly rated to underrated than properly rated to overrated. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a little harder to, to, to get someone to agree with you that someone is overrated. You're like basically shitting on what they are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, at the end of the day, Bear Baker, you know, she's overrated. She's overrated. She's shit. She sucks. No, she doesn't suck. No, she and doesn't suck. She, she doesn't suck. She just fans think too much of her. Fans think way too much. Anyways, let me get it back out of that one. Bianca Belair, underrated for sure. But everyone else, we'll see. We need to figure out a name for this segment because this seems fun. I like this. Yeah, we need to definitely do this again. Alrighty. Well, that's going to end it for this show. This is a long-ass show. I'm pretty sure we're going to cut some things out because they're not necessary. Um, I'm lying. We're going to leave everything in here. Yeah, Uh, we're probably going to do that. With that being said, this is our longest episode. We'll try to cut it down shorter the next time. Uh, This was Let's Wrestle. Like us on Twitter at Let's Wrestle Pod. Um, We have a link tree in the bio that shows you different ways to listen and whatever you want to do with that. But again, this was uh, Let's Wrestle. I'm Nico. Dan. And you've been listening to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. I just said that, but yeah. (laughs) All right, peace.